answered. Three, two, one. We're recording. It's happening. I'm looking at the little red bar, little white bar. Sounds coming out. Shit's happening. It's another NBA mini-sode featuring Matt from Tankathon.com. Matt, welcome back, buddy. Welcome back. We're excited to have you. You're doing, you're doing <laughs> the you. Lord's work, and uh, we're excited to have you back for some uh, some NBA draft reactions. Um, how many times did you change your mock draft leading up to the actual draft? I mean, like, throughout the year, or? Let's say within the last week. I think I changed it probably, like, two out of the last three days, okay. at least. Okay. I changed it the, the morning of, I think, just based on some last-minute Twitter intel from Woj and, and all that. <laughs> yeah, which I definitely want to talk about that, because I was, uh, at first, I was upset, because I was like, I thought we all agreed that we weren't going to ruin the picks. And then he was doing it in this, like, very passive-aggressive, like, don't tell me what to do ESPN kind of way. That made me laugh. Like, he used words like lasering in on or it's going to have a hard time passing on. No like, all these different phrases. Yeah, exactly. Like, all these weird phrasings that he used to describe. He never like, said the same thing twice. Right. Either. Yeah. Every tweet was worded differently. <laughs> it was so great. Um, he just couldn't let Mark Stein have any shine. Right. And Shams, he's just like, that's his <laughs> That's his guy. But nah, not gonna, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, uh, welcome back, listeners. This is your host, Jake Hilas. Uh, we have Matt Hoover here t- again from Tankathon, and of course, Tad Hall is back in the building. A.K.A. Uh, Barack Obama. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you're getting uh, more acquainted with the uh, idea, or just like getting more comfortable with the idea of him uh, being your backup center. Oh, no, I'm, I'm here for it now. <laughs> I actually, I have talked myself into it, which I do with every, like, I waffle on it. I had a terrible reaction to it on draft night. It was great. Uh, <laughs> Speaking as, a, as an onlooker and seeing it in person... It was pretty great. But he says all the right things. I watched some workout videos. They look pretty good. The footwork's solid. It looks like he's been working on the jump shot. The form's better than it was all season. I'm going to be optimistic because, you know what, My they, they're terrible. Orlando has been terrible. So I'm, I'm not going to be pessimistic about it. I'm not giving myself any expectations, but... I'm I'm in for the time being. Now, Matt, you you were a big Mobamba guy. Like you like Mobamba. Yeah, I would have been happy if the Bulls got uh, Mamba. Oh, I celebrated when, we <laughs> when did. he got taken. Oh man, <laughs> I celebrated because I knew that if he fell past Orlando, like I had assumed at that point, once Trey Young and we'll definitely talk about this, but like once Trey Young went to Atlanta, it was like, all right, well they they kind of have to take Colin Sexton or Shea Gilgis because they clearly have no no point guard, they have no playmaker. Um, and then they go and surprise everyone and just you know draft uh, Mo Bamba, which I don't know how you felt as a as a fellow Bulls fan when the Bulls got Wendell Carter, but me personally, I was ex- ex- based on the circumstances, I was very very excited with the pick. Uh, I think we talked about this the last time, but like he just he just he feels to me like the perfect complement to Laurie's game, like being able to control the boards and like uh, handle bigger guys on the defensive end, and, and and not only that, but like they can play this really interesting inside outside game where like they can each go down on the post or, like, the high post. They can each step out and, and, and shoot. I mean, I was surprised, honestly. I didn't watch a lot of Duke this year, and, and watching Wendell Carter shooting for him was um, a pleasant surprise, at least for me. Yeah, I think he's good. I mean, I'm happy with Carter. I probably would have taken Porter, but I, before the draft I named four guys I would be happy with and it, in that position, and it was sure. uh, Trey Young, Porter, Bamba, and Carter. So a couple things you mentioned there, which I think we should it, we'd be doing a disservice to the listeners if we didn't talk about couple big like takeaways from the draft big storylines were of course obviously the Hawks and the Mavs swapping draft picks in Trey Young and Luka Doncic um which felt like a lot like it felt like a lot for Dallas to give that up that for Luka. pick's really protected though 
Is it? Top it's, five. it's like it's top five okay. protected. So like, but we you can, we you talked can, about this today too. Like, if if the Mavs can pick up like Boogie or DeAndre Jordan, that team could potentially be like an eight seed next year. And DeAndre could be on the market now that uh, the Clippers got right. Exactly. So it's like it's almost lining up for him to go back to Dallas and do it right this time. Um, but yeah, it's like there was an interesting pick and, and just a an absolute shocker. Like Dallas. Especially with Rick Carlisle as a coach, doesn't it, it, they're not normally the people to like go all in on a young potential star like a Luka Doncic. And I mean, granted, you know, Rick Carlisle even last year stepped outside of that um, that that persona that he's always had of like not really liking rookies, not playing well with rookies, and like kind of letting Dennis Smith Jr. do his shit last year, um, and without really uh, put you know allocating him to the bench and like putting him in this very regimented system. Um, so to do it two years in a row, where now they're really kind of putting the the long-term success of the franchise in the hands of two kids that uh, neither of which can drink alcohol legally uh, <laughs> is an interesting strategy and really caught me off guard, honestly. It yeah. was, um, yeah, and, and Trey Young, too. I think the Trey Young the, to Atlanta thing is uh, intriguing, intriguing to say. I would love to hear your perspective on, like, Atlanta training down from three. Um, I mean, I do like Trey Young, but Doncic is a, is a class above him, I think, as a prospect. Where did so. you have him ranked in the in the like on the prospects list? Doncic. Yeah, I had him one. See, and most that was like I was so shocked as he was starting to fall down the, the boards. Like the whole Bagley thing going two to Sacramento. While I while I get it to some extent, like you, as a fan base, it's it'll be easier to get excited about a kid who drops twenty and ten on a regular basis. Although they had somebody like that a couple years ago, Tyreek Evans, and that shit didn't work out. But Having a kid who's a little bit more marketable, who wanted to be there, um, and again, it's just is going to put up stats. I, I can understand it to to some extent. Um, he does. Vladi thinks he can play the three, but I don't buy that shit for a second. No, but, it's not true. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just I just I don't see it. But not in today's NBA. No, 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 no. But when he, Vlade played, sure. Yeah, right. Exactly. But he he does strike me as like you know he's a modern he's a modern big he's a modern four. Um, but yeah, that Luca trade just like that shit threw me for a loop, man. Yeah, um, and back to Bagley, like I, someone wanting to play in a city, it doesn't really seem like a great reason to pick. Some <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like you're, they're going to pay them. They're going right, to play for you. Right, right, like, right. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, that's why right. it was a weird move. I guess there was maybe the potential threat of Luca going back to Real Madrid, but even then, like I, it doesn't seem that way. I don't see I don't I I never bought that. Sure. Really. I never really bought that. And I also he seems like a really good kid. Yeah. With a good head on his shoulders. I think he was coming over no matter what. Yeah. And I think he would have played well for Sacramento. I don't think that would have been a problem. I just don't think the Kings know what they're doing. Well that's yeah that's <laughs> like that's a fact, I, I just I mean there hasn't been a move they've made in recent years where I've been like, you know what? That significantly improves your team. Like, that's a good move. There have been moves where I was like, oh, okay. Had they traded down to get Marvin Bagley, do we look at this move and say, yeah, okay, fine. They got some some other assets and Marvin Bagley. Like, had they done a similar trade to what Atlanta did, do you then look at that and say, okay, they didn't feel good enough about the number two, but somebody really liked Doncic, so they traded down, got an asset, and got Marvin Bagley. Does that make you feel better about this pick? A lot better, yeah. Right? Yeah, significantly yeah. better. But unfortunately, uh, they weren't able to do so. I'm and it would have been weird though, to see uh, Trey Young go, uh, go second. So I don't want to shit on the Kings too much, even though like it's really easy to do. Mm-hmm. But I also, though, believe in if that's your guy and that's who you want and that's your guy, take him. Sure. Go get him. 
I, it's easier to swallow if they trade back, sure. But if like that's who they wanted and that was their guy, right. like I, I can't really fault them for deciding that's who they wanted yeah. it to. And he comes into the season too, like he, he comes into the season being one of the more highly touted prospects in the draft, and you know some coming into the season thought that he would be the number one overall pick. So it's not like he's a, it's not a huge shocker. I mean, it's not a, it's not like he was a, somebody who was going in the, the bottom half of the of the lottery, and then all of a sudden just kind of was like skyrocketed up draft boards. He, he'd always been kind of like a top three, top five prospect throughout the season. So um, the other big name prospect who who dropped substantially was the one Michael Porter Jr., who we kind of alluded to earlier. And you um, like Matt, yeah. right? You like him a lot. Yeah, I mean, this, just the the chance that he is a superstar uh, that it, that is a real chance, and I think that's worth gambling on. Certainly higher than fourteen. And honestly, like, so initially I was like, before Woj ruined it, I was like, he kind of feels like the perfect Knicks pick. Like, let's just let him go there. They'll love him. He's cocky. They may not like that he's a vegan, but I'm sure they'll get over <laughs> that. But, like... I did not know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a he's a, he's a specimen. He's a, he's a character. Um, he's a different cat. But looking, yeah. looking at the way that the draft ended up kind of unfolding, I kind of love him in Denver, actually. You know, they've got a young winning core... With you know Jamal Murray and Jokic, who just locked himself up uh, for what I think a f- five-year extension. You know they've still they still have uh, Gary Harris and like they've got a really nice young core with Paul Millsap still kind of be like the veteran leader. It's kind of the perfect situation for him to come in, have a redshirt season, very low pressure, and just play his way into the starting lineup. Like if he ends up becoming the four on that team next to Jokic, it's kind of perfect. Yeah, if if Jokic, I, I assume Jokic will keep running like. Controlling the ball in the right, offense and, right. and passing to Porter and, yeah. and all those other guys. So yeah, that, that so you can still kind of run that like high post offense through Jokic, let him do his thing. Like, and now you've got shooters around him, and Michael Porter can give him another option. It's it seems like it's a really really interesting pick at a really interesting time for that franchise. So yeah. I was I was pleasantly surprised overall with that pick. I can't believe the Clippers with two picks right before it didn't. I take thought them. the same thing. So looking at the Clippers the the Clippers draft board, so they. Select Jerome Robinson at 13, which was, like, a reach. That guy, he's... I've never seen somebody shoot up draft boards so quickly based on their combine performance versus what they actually did. Yeah. It was crazy. Like, when when they... they, To your point, when he slipped past the Sixers, my assumption was, like, okay, either MJ's going to just fucking shoot for the stars and take this kid, or... He's gonna go to the Clippers. I can't see him getting. To your point, they had two. They had back-to-back picks. If they don't like him at twelve, they could have taken him at thirteen, and then they pass him up. And it's like in a city like LA, going through what they've gone through the last couple of years with like Blake and all these. They need a new marketable star. They need somebody. Um, maybe they have grander plans. Maybe they're gonna go after Kawhi. But at the time, it just felt like a. It felt like the perfect Clippers pick. But at the same time, I trust Jerry West. I trust the guy. I really do. Um, yeah, I still can't get over the Jerome Robinson thing, though. I don't yeah. know. Like, oh, what a reach. I love Huge Zaire reach. Smith. Like, he, he's right there for him, too, if they wanted a guard like yeah. that. And... Well, he slipped a lot, too. And, and, and that yeah. was another interesting trade that night, too, because, like, the Mikel Bridges thing was weird because it was like, you know, he gets drafted by his hometown team. Like, his mom works in fucking HR and shit. They're happy and getting interviewed. Yeah, they're getting interviewed. Like, oh, my God, aren't you happy to be a Sixer? And they're like, ah, pull the brakes, Holby. Actually, you just got traded to Phoenix. Enjoy. I have a, re- like, just a quick <clears throat> thought. In that the Hornets ended up with uh, Miles Bridges, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and they so everybody always talks about how they draft big white guys, <laughs> like that's the that's the running joke because Jordan loves he's got a, yeah he's, big he's white got a, guys. He's got a type, 
But like now that like they took Bridges, I don't think I just think his obsession is just with like guys that were like good college players. Like Adam Morrison, Cody Zeller, mm-hmm. Frank Kaminsky, Miles Bridges, like old upperclassmen that were like borderline player of the year players. I really like Miles Bridges though. I I'm not I saying really any like I'm just him. saying I think that he's like that guy was good in college, let's <laughs> draft him. So no, the Bulls I like kind of do that too. That's true. I mean, and well, that was the other one. So, like the 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 story coming into the draft was that uh, Chandler Hutchison cut off his workouts. The Bulls were basically like, "If you're there, we're going to take you." So you don't have to worry about working out for anybody else. There was rumors that it might have been a Pacers, but everybody kind of just knew because his management yeah. was here in Chicago that it was just kind of a done deal. Um, what do you know about Chandler? Like, as a Bulls fan, should I be excited about him? I'm hearing a lot of. A lot of positives, but I also heard a lot of positives when we drafted Tony Snell, and we know how that worked out. Right, like I, n- I don't know, I never watched a, a Boise State game. Right, so who does? I, I've just I've only seen you like YouTube and seen his stats, but he could be good. I don't know, like, but I did hear something the other day that that made me angry at the Bulls was that uh, in they were interested in trading up right. on draft night from seven. But the fact that they had made the promise at twenty two to Hutchison limited their ability to like include that in a trade right. which any team would want if, you're, if they're trading right. down um so like it doesn't make sense to make a promise to somebody right. like at 22 right weeks in advance exactly and it's it. just such a weird like it's such a weird just position to put yourself in and now you're just backed into a corner because you're either moving up to better the franchise and ruining a kid's life or <laughs> so what or you're i'm sorry <laughs> come so on it's a business come on it's a business man uh, it's a business. That, no, no agents would ever trust. Yeah, them. no like, agents would ever trust the Bulls ever again. Like, okay, I uh, number one, yeah, probably just don't make that promise. But number two, also, it's it's a business. And number three, if you're that kid, don't fucking stop working out for other teams. That's the dumbest thing you could possibly fucking do. If you're what if somebody in. wants to draft you at like fifteen? But he, like, so, but if he gets if he gets drafted at fifteen, it's a win for him, right? So yeah. this like the Bulls did not watch any tape on Laurie last year at all. Now, granted, we traded up and there was a whole thing, but like <laughs> we didn't watch any tape on him at all. We didn't scout him at all, and we still just, we were just like, ah, tall, white shooter, take him. What? We'll, we'll take a shot, right? Now that was another one where like last year after we drafted him, at first I was pissed, Me and too. then I just went home and just watched YouTube videos for a couple hours, and I'm like, all right, I'm talking myself into him i'm getting excited that's why i'm a little afraid about wendell carter because i was really excited when we drafted him and i'm afraid that i might be wrong but nonetheless like if he gets drafted at 15 because some team was like you know what we like his measurables he's a four-year player in college he went from four points per game to 20 points per game has like shown progressive growth as a college player let's give this kid a shot he's got good measurables he's six seven he he he, he comes out in the draft and 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 looks and walks and talks like a 3 and D wing. It's kind of like that perfect player. Then let him get taken, but I mean you can't you can't fault a kid for taking the word of an NBA team who's who I'm just saying, it's not and it's not even the kid's decision. It's his, it's his management's decision. So his management who's located in Chicago, who's based here, who has a relationship with the front office Took it on faith. Yeah, that's just I mean, that's just like the that's, rules. And that's just sh- that shit happens no, all the I, time. No, I I understand. It's just the, the stupidity is is any NBA team promising any player at all that they're going to take them anywhere in the unless draft you ever. have the number one exactly yeah. unless you have and, and even then even then and even then unless it's LeBron listen like Le- I, everybody knew LeBron was getting drafted if I one, learned like, everything if I learned anything from Kevin Costner is that you got to wait until draft day to find out <laughs> what you know about these draft prospects because if they don't go to the prospects birthday party then you don't draft him that's what i found out if you haven't Thank seen the you, 2014 film draft day <laughs> 
What a terrible stop. movie. Oh my god, stop it. I movie. will fight you. I will come across this how table. How do you how do you mix I will watch that movie anytime it's on a TV. Pregnancy and a death in one movie. It's impossible. You That's cast why cast Kevin Costner. <laughs> Anyways, um Hutchison better be good though. I'm I hope so too because looking at the back end of this draft, there were a lot of guys like I don't know, Anthony Simmons or like I mean, there were so many wing players. Uh, Aaron Holiday would have been a nice little Mike Dunleavy 2.0, Grace Nallen. <laughs> I would take Grace Nallen if he would have fell to us. Maybe, I thought for uh, a second we had a chance. Maybe Elio Okobo. Elio Okobo was another like backup point guard, like very well touted out of France. Like even now, or a starting point guard for the Bulls, or, or that. <laughs> but like, here's the other thing. Um, I would have I would have taken a shot at Kyrie Thomas. Like I liked Kyrie Thomas coming out of Creighton. Um, there were some other guys who fell in the draft. Um, mainly, what's his name? Uh, Kata dates Bates Diop. Uh, actually, a Chicago kid. I didn't even know that till the draft. Oh. Um, but he was a guy who was on a lot of draft boards, first round. Ultimately, fell to the fucking late forties, which is not a great sign. Yeah, his stats are really good. He was he's big time player of the year. Like there, I mean, solid solid kid. He's not a. <laughs> He's not. I've watched him play a lot, and he's a talented basketball player. But he's a second round talent. I mean, he's a guy who floated around the league for a few years. Probably averaged nine to ten points a game. A fine player, you know. He'll right. he'll get you sixteen minutes a tick a night. But he is. Uh, I you should be happy you didn't take him. And I, I watch Big Ten basketball. You, sure. you should be happy you didn't take. Or him. shit, I would have taken a shot at like a Javon Carter or some shit like that. Like that, you know, guy too. Yeah, like we needed some. We we needed some. Uh, we need some wing depth in general, so like it made sense to go after like a, a two-three kind of combo. Um, I hope he's good because I actually like J- Jacob Evans a lot more. I do too. Jacob Evans is great. Yeah, and he it it makes me even more upset that he ended up with the Warriors. Like it's just it's one of those guys where you kind of like you lock in on him. He seems like the right fit for the team. He fits a need. Um, not a substantial bucket getter, but a guy who can play you know who can play wing defense. Um, the guy who fell the furthest for me, I think, was was Shake Milton. That was um, another one. Ooh, I forgot. He yeah. went fifty four. He went super late. I had I had him like twenty. Or most people on most people had him in the first round. He was there was a couple people that fell where I was a little shocked. He was one of them. Robert Williams was one of them. Oh yeah, um, Robert Williams is steal for the Celtics. Oh my god, that's just a perfect fit. Like there was a couple guys at the end of the draft. Now this is a pick here, Morris Wagner, that kind of shocked me. Yeah, I don't like it. It felt like a reach. It felt like he would have been available in the second round. I don't know if they had a second round pick, but it definitely felt like he would have been available. Um, I don't want to talk. I, I can't chime in on this pick because I hate that guy. So <laughs> I, I just so like I, I cannot be unbiased. Since we're on the topic of promises, the Blazers actually also promised Anthony Simmons that they were going to take him at 24. So that's another player who basically kind of cut a lot of his workouts out because the Blazers. And again, it just goes back to don't basketball teams, don't do this shit. Just don't do it. You're going to hamper yourself from being able to move up in the draft. But just he, don't don't do that shit. He's my he's my Oh, I know. You know, I, I you love, love him. You love him. I love so him. much. I'm a I mean, big yeah, fan. he's like he was like number nine or ten in the in the recruiting class. Yeah. So there was a couple kids in this draft who like on the top in the lottery. Like. I really liked Mitchell Robinson going into this draft, and then unfortunately he went to go. He went to the Knicks, which is like, uh, just yeah. not great. What what are your what's your take on Kevin Knox? Because he was he was one that like the Knicks fans were visually upset uh, as they usually are, uh, but was another one who was like just shooting up draft boards. Like at one point, the Ringer draft guide had him at seven at the Bulls. And I was like, please. Oh don't yeah, do I did that. not want that. So I'm not a big fan of Knox. Um, so on my site, I have like the the statistical strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. So he had zero strengths. 
Um, so I sent a screenshot of that out, I think on draft night, and I was like, the pest on Porter for this. And then, I, then like, I've been getting it from Knicks fans ever since. Oh, that's the perfect Knicks and, pick. Uh, but yeah, like... They I, all I, booed I, him. They booed <laughs> him on draft night. I've watched it happen. Right, and now, that, now they're all talking themselves uh, into him. But I love it. the thing with him is, I guess you can say Kentucky was a mess last year. Oh, God, And yeah. he's really young, and he's like got the well, body, was, I guess. He, wasn't he, he was the youngest player in the draft, wasn't he? Like by One of them, yeah. yeah definitely one of the younger players. He played out of position draft. all season, too. Right. Was so, another guy, like, realistically, he's going to play the four in the NBA, probably won't play the three. I like Miles Bridges more than him. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Like, a guy who can defend multiple positions and actually can shoot the ball well... Um, yeah, I I was a big fan of Miles Bridges. I mean, there, he yeah. was going he was going all over the, the draft board. Max has a chance. But yeah, I, I don't like him that much. Um, any I guess other what's up? I want to talk about uh, Dante uh, Divincenzo. I want to know. <laughs> I want to know what you think about uh, that pick. That was Just, another one that felt like a reach. Milwaukee. To me. Uh, it's, inter- inter- he's an interesting fit for Milwaukee. I think his skill set is intriguing for that team they need they need shooting like dr- badly can oj mayo come back yet <laughs> i yo i'm trying to see oh, if oj goes back right? to memphis he's coming he's back man. i think he played in puerto rico for a little bit <laughs> now he's back man i want him to go back he's, to memphis but he so can bad. he can come, oh, back, yeah, this he can come back this year i gotta call his agent i don't know man i like i me personally um it, it felt like it felt like a, a bit of a reach. Like, I thought he was going to go somewhere between, like, 18 and, like, 24. Um, but he does have a demonstrated ability of, of shooting the ball. It's one of his, at least from from what I gathered watching him during the season, one of his strengths and one of the biggest faults of the Milwaukee Bucks, one of their biggest weaknesses is just perimeter shooting. They have no shooting at all. And like, their best shooter, arguably, in terms of people who actually get minutes, is Tony Snell, arguably. Like, just they have no shooting on that team whatsoever. Yeah, I'm fine with the with DiVincenzo there. It's it's probably a, a little higher than I thought, but yeah. but I'm fine with it. I like him in general. I think he will have a career. Not he's not. They're not similar players, and you're gonna hate me for making this comparison, <laughs> mm-hmm. just because. But I think he'll have a similar career to, to the, like Redick had, where yeah. he probably won't play all that much his first couple years. Mm-hmm. Gonna kind of figure out find find his role do the things he needs to do to get his shots, and I think he'll turn out to be a pretty nice player when yep. his career's all said and done. I kind of wish he would have gone back to school, but it is what it is. You're going to go in the first round, just go in the first round. Get get, get in the league Stack and figure out what I would take Redick at 17. That's, that'd be good. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, that's a win. You went at 9, I'm pretty career. sure. Yeah, yeah like 8 or 9 or some like shit. Nine, yeah, I mean, that's a win. So if you had to pick a winner, let's say one outstanding winner and loser, and we I'd like, just go I'd like to know your top three. All right, mm. top three That's winners, tough. top three losers. I think one of them's probably Danny Ainge. He just keeps winning everything. Oh, man, dude. That that Robert Williams pick. Now, here's the kicker, though. That motherfucker didn't show up to his press conference the next day. <laughs> yeah. He, he overslept, man. That's not a good start. That's no. not a good start. That's a really, really bad Especially start. That's probably why he fell. Right, man. It's just, they need to get that. That kid needs to get his shit together. He's he's uh, The reports on him is that he's a bit immature, a little bit of a head yeah. case. Another, kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah, another winner for me, I think it's the Sixers. Um, I love Zaire Smith. I do think Bridges was a uh, Michael Bridges was a or Mikhail was a little better fit than Zaire. Yeah, but they they've got, got they've Smith, got bigger they got bigger plans and they got that twenty twenty one Miami pick right, which is unprotected and that could be the first year that they allow high schoolers again. Right, so it could be like a double double loaded draft. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's interesting. I yeah. never I didn't really consider that at yeah. all. That's not they haven't decided that yet, and I feel like when they change that rule, it should be 
the first draft without any traded picks. Because, right. like, how are you going to do that to the Chiefs? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty bogus. That's a, that's a really shitty way to do it. Yeah. Which I know, like, the moratorium for picks is, like, I think you can't trade first-round picks, like, three years out? Yeah, like I think 2022 has like nothing okay. traded. So, yeah. I would so do it, makes, it that year. It makes sense to do it, it that way. But they have to make that decision quick because 2022 is right around the corner. Uh, other winners? Um... Maybe maybe the Mavericks just getting. I completely getting agree with that. That was a fucking great trade. Yeah. Uh, you give up a lot there, but all signs point to and and Tad and I were talking about this earlier. It's like the way that Carlisle likes to run his offense. It's kind of those like three guard sets. You're, you're set up really nicely with a guy like Luca and Wesley on the on the on the wings who can shoot the ball well. Two two of the guys in that lineup are, are playmakers and Dennis Smith and and Luca. You know you can play Harrison Barnes at kind of that small ball four. And then if if they do end up going after Boogie or DJ like they're saying they're doing, um, that now gives you either somebody who can defend the rim, um, you know, a fucking rim runner who can play, you know, pick and roll basketball with Dennis Smith or with Luca. It's um, yeah, it, it really feels like a really good fit um, and just like a, a a good swing. Like not, I can't say home run swing because at the end of the day, these these drafts are a fucking shit show and. It's TBD, but um, yeah, no, I, I really like that uh, the trade and the, the the pick for them. Really. And then yeah, one more team I like like the Suns. I like they got DeAndre Ayton, they got Mikael Bridges through the trade, and they got a Kobo in the second or yeah, the thirty first pick. Yeah, so I thought they had that's a good three day. guys that could start for them. And Mikael is a guy who's coming from a winning program, who you know won two championships, is like an elder statesman. He's going to be the oldest guy in that fucking in that fucking locker room after Tyson Chandler, basically. Yeah. So, but with Devin Booker and Josh Jackson, mm-hmm. like that's starting to be a. fun It's a team. really nice little fit, and you can play Josh Jackson at kind of like that small ball four. Yeah. Um, My only concern there, and it's just because like I've seen it <clears throat> happen firsthand in Orlando, where we've had a lot of young players. Uh, is culture like sure. it's hard to establish good culture when you have a lot of young guys who are still trying to prove themselves and right. still trying to get theirs without like some of that veteran leadership so but to Matt's point that's why I love that Mikel Bridges pickup man like that's a that's a glue guy that's true that's man. a glue guy and the only di- the other difference between like that too is like the one thing that the Suns have done really well in terms of the not historically this is the first time in a while but like the guys that they have on their roster right now excluding Josh Jackson have the ability to shoot the three and shoot the three well. Like, Mikel Bridges, high percentage shooter in college. Devin Booker, 25-point-per-game score. Like, not a hugely high percentage three-point shooter, but is one of the better three-point shooters in the league. Um, You know, you have a guy like DeAndre Aiden who, on paper, has all the physical tools, can pop out and hit from anywhere between, like, 20 to maybe even 30 feet from the rim. Um, And Josh Jackson had a nice second half. If If he can figure out that jump shot... Um, now his hair's out of the way, so that's a positive. And well, I, that was Peyton. You talk about Peyton. <laughs> oh, well, Peyton too. Peyton too. But Josh Jackson got his hair too. Um, I saw today that they're not. Oh, they're not picking him up. He's gone. Peyton or um, Alex Len. Yeah, they're gone. Yeah, yeah I saw so, like, Alex Len was gone. Ultimately, they'll probably Peyton's start the season. The yeah, he's, gone. Yeah. he's fucking trash. Um, big losers. Um. Clippers, <laughs> Jerome Robinson, and it fe- that, felt, that, that felt like a loss. I'm I'm still not sure how. Like Gilgis Alexander has a lot of uh, Rondo uh, uh, comparisons, which is not a bad thing. But he also wore the worst suit. <laughs> the worst. You won't get past him. Man. I'm mostly negative on them for the for the Robinson more than yeah. More the than Robinson one is a, it's, Alexander, it's a huge mind. huge. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're gonna go for that guy, then go for Lonnie Walker. Like uh, it just it felt like a weird pick to me. And I mean, yeah, reach. you could get it. You. There's a hundred guys that have gone through the league like Jerome Robinson. Yeah, so many. Since and I guess since I'm on the topic, one of my winners, Spurs, Lonnie Walker. Like that's just 
awesome. Like he's basically going to be like Danny Green 2.0 for them. Like he's a guy who can get to the basket, who's incredibly athletic, who's a good defender, who shoots the ball well, and had some had some behavioral issues, but. Um, it just feels like the right team. He played for a guy at the like U. That. Yeah, everybody that comes from the U <laughs> has behavioral problems. I really like Lonnie Walker at 18. That was way later than he was supposed to go. Um, I really like. Obviously, we talked about Luca already. Um, my Homer pick. Obviously, I'm a big fan of the Wendell Carter pick. Um, and I think, yeah, the the last one in terms of like great fit. And I hate to say it, but like Jacob Evans and the Warriors, it just feels like he feels like a really nice per- they don't have a lot of perimeter defenders outside of like their starting five. Um so it's nice to see them I can't believe I just said it's nice to see them get a a quality <laughs> perimeter yeah. defender, but you know what I mean? Like that just feels to me like another player who slipped in the draft but uh but really should be promising. Um I think the Hawks honestly had a really good draft too. I mean, say what you will about Trey Young, but they've kind of like created this generic version of the Warriors with like Trey Young and and Kevin Herter and like um I mean for a while they were they were drafting like all the fucking point guards in the draft. Like they drafted Jalen Brunson but then they traded him. So that was the other thing. I forgot that Jalen Brunson ended up with the Mavericks. That's like a really high quality backup point guard. Uh another guy who's like a winner player of the year. Like to have that guy as your backup point guard for Dennis Smith. I love that. Um yeah, I think uh, that, and, and honestly, like, people will say a lot about the Sixers, but I completely agree. I think they had a good draft. Zaire Smith is a fucking athletic freak, and now they clear up some space for Kawhi or LeBron. It's, it's kind of it's kind of the best of both worlds. Like, Mikel would have been cool. It would have been a great story. Mom would have been happy, but, you know, ultimately, Brett Brown had to make a decision, and uh, or whoever the fuck made that decision. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I want to see... Brian Colangelo. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you. I want to see Simmons throwing lobs to Zaire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that dude will definitely be in the dunk contest this year. Uh, Tad, any major uh, winners or losers of note? I don't really think I have anything to contribute beyond what was already said. I mean, I don't think like I. I mean, what else? What else do you want me? actually? You know what? I will say. There's one uh, that I will say that hasn't been mentioned yet. We haven't talked about it at all, and that is the Colin Sexton pick uh, by Cleveland, mm. which I actually really like. I think he, if LeBron stays, which is looking less and less likely. I don't know. There was um, a report that came out today that said if he's the first star to go to L.A., then he's not going to go to L.A. Like, he wants to know that somebody else is there before he goes there. Right, I did see that, too. But I think I think that's a good pick. I think he's a good, solid playmaker. Um, he's not going to wow anybody, yeah. but he, he makes the team better. I was, I was honestly surprised that they kept the pick. I thought, if anything, like, you know, LeBron's already saying he's going to make his decision before July 4th, which, LeBron, if you're listening, thank you. I want to enjoy my 4th of July. <laughs> uh, but, like, I just assumed going into the draft that they were going to try to swing something for that 8th pick. And maybe fucking ship out Kevin Love and and get some pieces from somewhere. Um, so I was a little shocked that they actually made the pick. But I too am a I'm a Colin Sexton fan. If it was like 2002, like his game just doesn't translate well to the NBA because he's he's another guy who just he can't fucking shoot. He cannot shoot. But that team has shooters. True. But That's, at the eight pick, you kind of want a guy who's going to come in and make an impact. I won't disagree. I just think he fits the team well. Yeah. I was honestly surprised they didn't go Michael Porter Jr. there. Like fucking take a take a swing for yeah. it, you know. Um, LeBron le- replacement potentially. <laughs> exactly. So looking at next year's draft for what seems to be like uh, three gentlemen who will be rooting for teams who will most likely be in the uh, oh yeah in the lottery next year. Um, I'm confused. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, are you not aware? You guys suck. Oh uh, yeah. You guys <laughs> yeah. Are okay. Really never bad. mind. Sorry. Um, so talk me through just like the top ten that you have for next year's draft. Um, who should we really be excited for? And are there any sleepers that maybe we don't know about now that we should be keeping our eye on? So 
I don't know a lot about this class sure. yet. I, I went off of like the ESPN 100 sure. recruiting list and some guys from last year and uh, watching videos, but RJ Barrett is seems to be the consensus number one. That's what I want him so Canadian bad. guy. I want him so bad. One of the th- three top recruits going to Duke and the four, if you count like Trey, Trey Jones, yeah. the point guard. Yep. Like four in the top 15. Um, but Barry, I looked at some of his stats that I could find, and it looks like he's not a great free-throw shooter, so I'm mm-hmm. a little worried about his shooting in yeah. general. So Cam Reddish, I think, shoots the ball a little bit better, so I have him a little higher on my personal board. That's going to be such a weird team. Yeah. Or and Duke. And or Zion Williamson. They just, there's no shooting. Yeah. Zion Williamson is going to be – I don't know. I still don't know how to feel about him as an NBA prospect. A six six power forward. I don't think I have him lower. Let's see. I, on my board, I have him at number seven right now. Okay. Um, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to see him like I'm, excelling I'm in the NBA. Yeah, it just his his skill set. Like he doesn't have any like notable skills except for his athleticism, which we've seen that it's fucking crazy. crash and burn. Like time and time again, I've never even been sold on all those crazy hype videos that people always post of him. Do you because want me to like, show you another one? Like, there's plenty to go around, cool. man. They're fucking incredible. <laughs> I know, but like, I look at some of the competition that he like plays sure. against in some of those videos, and they're guys that look like me. Yeah, and I'm like, bro, yeah, of <laughs> course, like you murder me like on a basketball <laughs> court. Fair. But and I'm not trying to insinuate that the kid's not talented because he obviously is. Fair. I just don't think. He's NBA talented. It'll be interesting to see. I just don't. I he yeah he he's not even a tweener to me. Like he doesn't have any demonstrated skill sets. And like he's not a great ball handler by by all estimations. Like not a great passer. Not a definitely not a shooter. Uh, yeah, he's just like a weird fit, and he's small but like beefy. I, I just I don't know what he does in the NBA for anybody. Um, I'm a big fan of R.J. Barrett. I watched a little bit of him last summer when he led the uh, the 18U Canada team to the World Championship. Uh, he's also Steve Nash's uh, godson, so that's cool. Um, I definitely dig that. Anybody who has a former two-time MVP in their ear every once in a while and has direct access to that, uh, give me all of that. Um, yeah, and I think the other one for me that was going to be exciting to see this year is definitely Bull Bull. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> excited to see my new Bull son yes. uh, on a regular basis. All the so um, friend of the podcast Ricky O'Donnell covers high school basketball and, and and college recruiting and such and he's super super high on Bobo. He's read he's written a couple articles on on him and his skill set and he's another one of those kind of like new age centers who's seven foot two and's got crazy wingspan. I think they say his wingspan's like right around like seven eight ish, so like a little so bit smaller. I saw than his. something. I like I entered the data. Oh, okay, seven six wingspan. Okay, seven two height. Is what I have on my site, right. and I've based that off of some sort of measurement from sure. Team USA or something like that. I don't know. So yeah, like for me, um, he's just another kid. He's just like stretches the floor. He can handle yeah. the ball pretty well. Um, it's yeah, gonna be interesting Oregon, what he does at Oregon. Oregon will be cool to watch because right at number nine, right at the pick after him is a small forward, right? Lewis King. Um, I have him a little higher than other mocks. I think I just saw some. He's got long arms. Uh, I think he can shoot the ball some. The one thing I noticed about this draft, and I like to see that, is because this year was very. Big man heavy, is, there's a lot of wings in this draft, which is perfect because that's exactly what the Bulls need. Yeah, a couple shooting guards. <laughs> we, like, need some, uh, we need somebody who can play on the perimeter. Um, Romeo whether, Langford and is, Quentin Grimes, I like. I'm so high on Romeo Langford. Indiana guy. I, am, uh, I hate Indiana basketball. I went to the University of Iowa. So, like, Big Ten, love Big Ten. Uh, hate Indiana basketball. Um since they did my my man Tom Crean wrong. <laughs> oh, no, no, um, no, 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 no. 
But uh, having said that, um, I'm really high on him. I think he'll be. I think he translates really well to the NBA. Uh, I am not high on Quentin Grimes, if only for the fact that he's going to Kansas. Uh, I don't believe. I don't believe in NBA players from Kansas. I just don't. There have been so many that have busted so hard. Embiid, Josh Jackson looks good. Okay, let's start talking about all the (laughs) players that have been drafted from there. Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce. Rafe LaFrance. Rafe LaFrance is pretty solid in the (laughs) NBA. He was decent. Good player. It's also uh, my man Thomas Robinson. Ben McLemore. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. So was so who I, wasn't? I who wasn't so high much. on that guy? I, I thought. So I, much, t- yeah. I told anybody who listened. I was like, he's the best player in the draft. Every five years, I look at the draft from five years ago, and I look at the guys where I'm like, this dude's gonna make it, and then he flounders. And I'm like, I'm an idiot. I know nothing about basketball. I at told all. my brother that Kawhi Leonard would be a slightly better offensive Andre Iguodala. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you look back at any draft, it's clear that. Everyone gets so many things wrong. Oh yeah, like any every so many things we're talking about right now, winners and losers are just gonna be wrong. Right? Yeah, people <laughs> like, like to hold on to the things where like, oh, I said Donovan Mitchell was gonna be amazing. Yeah. I told you. And at least Matt, you're a man of integrity, unlike Chad <laughs> Ford, who doesn't. Yeah. And you don't go back and edit your mock drafts yeah. no, uh, my, to make my, yourself look a little better. My Lowry marketing tweets are still out there. <laughs> well, on that note, what better way to end the podcast? Uh, Matt, tell the people where they can find you online, per usual, if they forgot from last time. On Twitter, it's just at Tankathon, and the website's tankathon.com. Check it out, people. If your team sucks like uh, Tad and and mine do, uh, you'll want to check out the website. Even if your team doesn't suck, it's it's fun. Like, if you're you're an NBA fan, like, if you're an NBA fan, you have a favorite team, but you also just love... Good players, good personalities. So even if your team doesn't suck, it's fun to it's fun to sim it. It's fun to see where people are going. The site is updated with the new lottery rules. Um, Ooh, four teams are selected now instead of three with the lottery, and the odds are flattened. So with the more teams and the more even odds, there's going to be a lot more chances for movement up and down the lottery. So the sims are going to be exciting. See, so even if your team is like lukewarm, you've got a chance. It uh, helps teams like the Bulls now. Yeah. Middle of the oh, lottery. I'm fucking so, psyched. Yeah. Maybe this, the magic. They might na- just I'm more there. excited about that. Yeah, they're just going <laughs> to suck just in general. Um, all right. Well, for Matt, for Tad, for Jay, this has been MBA. We're out. <laughs> <laughs>